A two-year investigation by the group Vietnam Veterans of America has concluded foreign online trolls are persistently and systematically targeting U.S. service members and veterans. Troll farms backed by the Russian government are some of the biggest malefactors, but they're far from the only ones. VBA says stopping the campaigns is going to require serious work by both the government and by social media companies. To talk more about some of those steps, we're joined by Christopher Goldsmith, VBA's Associate Director for Policy and Governmental Affairs. He's also the lead investigator on VBA's Troll Report. And, and Chris, thanks for joining us, and also thanks for doing the work, and thanks for publishing the report. It's a uh, Herculean effort here. And and I think a logical place to start this conversation is, is to talk about you know, kind of the variety of um, malicious behaviors that you observed and documented throughout the course of the of, of the report, because it's not just one thing, right? I mean, it's fake news dissemination, it's counterfeit merchandise, it's probable spying operations by foreign nations. So, so maybe you can just get us started by breaking down some of the broad categories of online behavior that you found here. Yeah, so I started this two years ago, uh, this investigation two years ago, as of this past August. Uh, because that was when I first found an imposter Facebook page meant to look like my employer, Vietnam Veterans America. While everyone has been, you know, kind of paying attention to the Mueller investigation and uh, the House Intelligence Committee released something like 3,200 ads or 3,500 ads that the Russians used during and after the 2016 elections, that is not the only problem that we face. Um, what is much bigger than any of these paid ads that have been released is the organic content that has been created and continues to live on, essentially having the same effect. You know, a, a paid ad that says veterans versus illegals uh, or veterans versus refugees has no more of an impact than an, an organic piece uh, that says the same thing and goes in front of a sympathetic audience. And in fact, it might so, have more of an effect because it has the illusion of being authentic instead of what, what people correctly perceive as a paid advertisement. Correct. And, you know, what's uh, what I think is very disturbing is that I've come to recognize that these foreign adversaries, whoever they may be, you know, according to Facebook's page transparency tab on all of the Facebook pages that I'm looking at, they're from 30 diff uh, 32 different countries across the world. Whatever their motivating factors are, they get our culture very well. I think um, far better than the average American uh, might be aware of our own culture, the divisive things, and um, the audience-building behavior that they engage in is just, frankly, really impressive. They know um, how to create clickbait that people not only engage in, but leads people to follow their page. They're also really good at brand building. And that's something that if you, if you disaggregate the Russian ads that the House Intelligence Committee looked at, and you focus on just those aimed at military and veterans culture or issues or the community, um, you can see that the Russians created individual brands that became recognizable. They were using the same fonts, the same colors. What they're doing is like Nike, is they're creating a brand that you recognize and over time you come to trust it. You know, you see the Nike swoosh on a shoe, you think, okay, well, that's a Nike shoe. Uh, not necessarily made by Nike. I mean, anybody can make a Nike shoe uh, or a, a shoe with a swoosh on it, right? 
that's essentially what these foreign adversaries are doing online. Mm-hmm. They're creating brands. They're taking veterans organizations' uh, names and logos like Vietnam Veterans America and co-opting them and putting them next to uh, racist, divisive messages that, you know, frankly, go against the core values of our veterans organizations. Most of what you're talking about, I think, is broad targeting of the veterans community. But there was also some behavior that you noticed that was kind of a micro-targeting, right? Where, where folks, uh, unknown people overseas, would impersonate individual leaders of veterans organizations and then try to connect with other authentic leaders on platforms like LinkedIn. As far as you could tell, what was the purpose of that? What were they trying to do by infiltrating groups uh, like VVA and others? It's it's difficult to... Uh, put a motivation behind these because I don't have any access to Facebook's data. Uh, I'm going entirely off of the information that's publicly available. Mm -hmm. So when they're creating these fake veteran accounts, meaning fake individual veterans um, and connecting with veteran advocates, you know, who, who it's a relatively small community centered in Washington, DC it seems like they're running an influence campaign. I have a friend who uh, is a data scientist who analyzed a Twitter network that I found that was targeting veterans organizations and veterans advocates and building audiences by retweeting things from DOD and CIA and FBI. And we found that this uh, Twitter network shared servers with what looks to be child pornography. You know, these these seem to be really seedy uh, characters. And, you know, I, I hope that the trail of evidence that we laid out in the report is followed by law enforcement investigators, because our ultimate goal is to stop the useless game of whack-a-mole where we're closing Facebook accounts and Twitter accounts, because that does not impose a real price on the human beings who are committing crimes uh, against the United States and against individual Americans. What we would like to see is for the federal government to take this seriously and start imposing a serious cost to dissuade this type of activity moving forward. We know uh, from public reporting, New York Times did a great story about this over the summer, that in Nigeria, there's essentially a criminal empire that exists of with young men who spend all of their time in internet cafes catfishing or luring unsuspecting Americans into what the victims believe is a romantic relationship. And that has cost many people their life savings. The subject in that time story died before publication. The, the person who was being followed by the cameras, by the reporter, ended up dying as a result of a murder-suicide by her husband. There are many public accounts, far more than I think people realize, of Americans dying by suicide because someone in Nigeria tricked them into giving away their bank account information. And I'm glad you flagged Nigeria there because this is something else that that, that is, is very clear in your report, and it kind of mirrors the broader public findings of the intelligence community about, about you know malicious cyber behavior in general, which is when we think bad guys in cyberspace, we shouldn't just think Russia. I mean, Russia may be the noisiest and, 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 and the biggest perhaps in some ways, but, but the bad guys that you found were really from all over the world. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, uh, you use the phrase bad guys. I grew up, I was born in the 80s, you know, I was born into the end of the Cold War. I remember 
when America was the good guys and we were known for going after the bad guys, right? Like that's, that's the world that I grew up in. Um, that's what we did in television and movies and books. And I think we should keep doing that. We should go get the bad guys who are behind the anonymous avatars and fake Facebook names. That's on the offensive side, and I think it makes sense. But another piece that you raise, another recommendation that you have with the report is more on the defensive side, which which specifically involves veterans. And I think this is important because members of the active duty military are regularly hit over the head with messaging, telling them how important it is to practice good cyber hygiene. And there's really nothing mm-hmm. equivalent to that for the veterans population. And you seem to be saying that there should be, and, and VA should run it, right? Yeah. You know, the... There are over 22 million veterans in this country, and I, I think my report demonstrates that we are persistently and pervasively targeted by foreign adversaries, you know, like Russia or like individual criminals from Nigeria, in large part because of our service. You know, there are gold star families who are targeted uh, by cyber criminals because they know that when a service member dies, that family gets a, a large lump sum uh, life insurance payment. So one of the things that I would like to see the VA engage in is uh, make available training on cyber hygiene to the 22 million veterans in this country. I would also like to see, you know, the, the government expand the identity theft insurance and credit monitoring beyond just those who were granted that benefit as a result of, you know, falling victim to the OPM data breach in 2014, 2015 by Chinese actors. Uh, That should be expanded to all service members and all veterans and their families. Again, because, you know, we are proven to be a, a persistently targeted population. Yeah, I, I would say a little bit more about that, because that's one of the big lingering questions I had after reading the report. I mean, are, are veterans being targeted, as far as you can tell, because they are veterans? Or is it just that they happen to be a large, uh, easily identifiable affinity group of Americans? And if there were a similar, similarly sized group of Americans that you wanted to, you know, set against each other, you know, you could find the exact same thing in a, in a completely different profession or, or group. Yeah. So my mandate in doing this research was to focus on veterans, uh, troops and, and vets. But, you know, there were other affinity groups who are targeted as well, particularly uh, those sympathetic to Black Lives Matter and those who are on the opposite side who, uh, you know, consider that a bad organization. The reason why they target veterans, though, is because we're an economically efficient target. Veterans are more likely to influence uh, the behavior, the voting behavior, the beliefs, and the opinions of those around them and their immediate family and friends than any other group in the United States. You know, I, I remember when I came home from Iraq, the middle-aged guys coming up to me in the bar and asking me, you know, what I thought about the world. You know, multiply that times 22 million, and you've got a lot of really influential people in every single community around the entire world. All right. Um, most of the recommendations we've talked about so far have to do with the government, but I don't want to let the social networking providers off the hook here either, because you've you've got uh, you've got some things to say about their their, their activities as well. <laughs> and it seems to me one of the things that that ties all of these various kinds of of troll behavior together is that they they completely depend on the ability of of the overseas folks to mask their identities and mask their locations. So 
Mm-hmm. A, a lot of this could be solved by tighter policies on, on the part of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I first started this investigation, uh, I was kind of in the same mode as I think everyone else was, you know, broader, uh, the, the broader American public and members of Congress were expressing their frustration at the failures of these social media companies to, you know, resist influence and resist exploitation by these foreign adversaries. But over time, I've come to realize how difficult it actually is to find these influence campaigns and how persistent these bad actors are. You know, in the beginning, I wanted to just throw up my hands and say, you know, Facebook needs to be, um, you know, legislated into doing X, Y, and Z. And today, you know, I really do think it is, it's got to be the government that that drives changes um, and start to look at these social media companies as American assets, because that's what they are. If Raytheon or Boeing had their technologies exploited exploited by uh, foreign adversaries and used against Americans, yes, Americans in Congress would hold the uh, chief exec- executive officers responsible, and and you know we drag them in front of congressional hearings. But I think America and our representatives in government would be primarily mad and primarily focused on the foreign adversaries and making sure that we disincentivize their negative behavior. But that being said, there are things that that the social media companies can do. Um, For one, people see the blue hash mark, the blue verification mark on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I would like to see these social media companies start to verify the profiles of people like me and my colleagues, people who testify before Congress. You know, there are uh, plenty of controversial people uh, I'm not even going to list any uh, who've had verified social media accounts and have been able to project their voices out. And we're living in a world today where American veterans, veteran advocates and veterans organizations are being persistently imitated. And that's what the original verification badge was to counteract. Helping veterans and veterans organizations get verified that would do a lot to stop the spread of these uh, influential foreign campaigns that purport to be veterans and veterans organizations. That is Christopher Goldsmith, Associate Director for Policy and Government Affairs at Vietnam Veterans of America. We'll post a link to VVA's new troll report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.